connect. Oh, we're connected. Here comes some music for the audience. One uh, ten years after, and that wonderful uh, guitar player of theirs, and they issue us in on our weekday show here. My favorite two hours of the day is uh, the two hours I get to spend with a bunch of truth-seeking folks just like you, little Y-O-U. And here we go to start another session on December the 14th. Roger Sales, your host, question-answer, technical guy to some extent. Uh, all the rest of the things that we get to do around here at the Radio Ranch. And, uh, of course, we're broadcasting following such illustrious guests and hosts as A.C.H. Andy Carrington Hitchcock and Malithicus. Took me a couple of weeks and constantly pounding on Jeff. How do you pronounce that? Malithicus. Unusual name. A good show and an honor to follow, Andy. And uh, uh, honored to be with you guys. Honored that you would take time out of your schedule and uh, come spend it with us. That must mean some sort of prioritizing is going on. And that means our information is important to you. And that automatically labels you to me as a truth seeker so welcome aboard the euro folk radio train here for freedom and uh, glad you're here a lot of regulars may be some new guys and gals with us here this morning let me see if i can get this did i get that back down a little bit so it doesn't bother me later let's see here okay so it's uh tuesday show uh it's our patriot lunch day course and i'll be doing that i guess after this and uh we've got some questions and stuff i know dawn is with us and she had some questions from over the weekend wasn't with us wasn't able to be with us yesterday so we're going to poll her in a minute and i heard a gentleman from the dallas fort worth area yesterday jeff did you hear this guy on on you i know you were on with uh uh, with Jimbo when that conversation was going on he called in about hyperverse and uh, got into the fact that he was wanting to ask me some questions he's new to Jitsi had his hand up yesterday and you know as people that don't know my eyesight is not great and I do the show on a portable which even complicates it and so what you got to do here is you got to be like you know one of those big families with nine or ten kids and they, they pass at dinner and they pass the plate you better get what you want the first time around so you gotta you gotta belly up and say hey roger i got a question and that's why i often pause and ask people if they're ready to step forward if they've got a question comment or unless you're the red-headed stepchild that's right and then you're the red-headed stepchild you wait in a corner and get leftovers (laughs) (laughs) no i had some friends in college that had nine kids in their family there in baton rouge and i ate with them a few times and man they were big old strapping boys too and when that plate went around it didn't come around a second time the serving plate you know anyway (laughs) Sounds like Harvey's family. Well, could have been. What about his brother? 
Now, for those of you, Harv, are yeah. you with us today? I don't know if Harv's with us or not. Uh, I'm going to tell a little story on his oldest brother's name, Charlie. And uh, Charlie, and he's got a younger brother named Gordon uh, that really ruffled a bunch of political feathers there in the Atlanta area when he was on the Cobb County Commission. And he wouldn't let the queers up into Cobb County, and everybody got all bent out of shape. And uh, anyway, his older brother has been quite a, Charlie, has been quite a um, vociferous uh, uh uh antagonist to the abortion scene and clinics and idea for many years and to prove that he is of that ilk he and his wife have 15 children and they've got i think harvey said he just had his 47th uh, a grand nephew or whatever that is your brother nephew or niece delivered the other day so, you know, he's. I, I would challenge Harvey to see if he can name them all, quite honestly. Knowing Harvey, he probably can. Uh, and I've known Harvey so long, and I'll tell you all this. I've mentioned it before. If you're in some sort of a gathering where there's children, adults and children, you'll, you'll all start getting together, and you'll look over there, and Harvey will be sitting somewhere, and every kid in the entire room is going to be over there at his feet. It's the most amazing thing, and I've seen it happen so many times, and he just uh, he's a magnet to children. So anyway, a little bit on that. Uh, what I'd like to do to start out today is to kind of pick up transition-wise, segue-wise, where we ended yesterday. I've got my own personal reasons for this, but I think it's a good exercise for the entire group here. If some of you could help me and chime in with your knowledge and expertise on uh, what I'd like to do is see if we can go over some of the uh, things that can help or maybe even uh, improve the lives and the chances of people that have taken the jab. Uh, and I think we were talking yesterday at the end of the show about um, the uh, natokinese. Gary, are you with us this morning? I hope you got back in on this because I think you were the one that mentioned that yesterday. Are you there, Gary? I am. Okay, good. And you were mentioning natokinase. Is that the way you pronounce it? Natokinase. Okay. It's from made from fermented soy. Right. And uh, N A T T O K I N A S E. And um, it, my understanding is, I learned so much from Doctor Mercola through the years. Yep. Nutrition wise, as many of you have. Yep. And uh, he's just a wealth of information, and so. He stresses uh, it breaks up the fibrin in your bloodstream, the the, the elements that can kind of uh, that can cause clotting, and um, you know, or causing just blood clots, and you know, the dangerous. Not not just having your blood coagulate when you when you need to, like when you cut yourself. No, but clots. You know, the, mm -hmm. Yeah, the blood clots. So, um, but it but he stresses you just take one a day, and I forgot the milligram, the dosage, and all that. But uh, my mother and I just take one a day. I think, Dave, you're there. I think maybe you're taking it. But, uh, but anyway, it's, it's, it really, and it gets into the dangers of aspirin and how this can replace that. Many people take a, a baby aspirin for that reason and uh, you know, whether, you know, the risking of strokes or whatever. But he says that he gets into the risk of, of aspirin itself, believe it or not, and but he says natokinase blows it away, and there's just there's no contest. So, so once I learned that, I thought, okay, that's 
that's a daily regimen of mine, and that's going to be in the toolbox every day. And that, that's a must. That's yep. a must-have. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to so. mention, while I was thinking about it, there's a new uh, one of our new students and persons down there is in the Tampa area named Sam. Have you two, have you heard Sam on here? He comes on occasionally and talks. I, I have. I have a few times. I think he was on yesterday. Or yeah. I, I know he was on the board anyway. But we haven't hooked up yet. And do you, you have the, do you have each other's contact info? Um, you may not. Y- Sam, if you're listening, you just send me an email, and I'll hook you up with Gary, who's in your area down there in the Tampa area. Yeah, so, anyway, hopefully you will. So, natokinase is available as a supplement, Gary. You don't have to go like ferment uh, 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 tofu or something, do you? Right, right. You, you just buy. You can buy it by the bottle. Okay. And uh, you know, just uh, I hate to give Amazon the business, but you know, I, I buy some of my products there, and and uh, so, but uh, yeah, you go to your local health food store; they'll have it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't recommend the the uh, brand now and N O W, and I forgot why, but it it uh, it's a little political, and it's in the I think the quality. Um, aspect is not up to par of the NOW, so I, the NOW brand. Yeah, I, yeah, I used to take that, but I, I avoid it now. And so, uh, I wonder, does young? I wonder if Longevity has Dave and the Thumb. Are you on there with us? Does Longevity have a, a variety of natokinase? Dave's not with us. Uh, uh, where I get some of my stuff is because John used to uh, get his uh, my teacher there when he was uh, going through health problems. His Swanson vitamins. Have you ever checked them, Gary? I haven't. No. Swanson vitamins. They're a pretty good outfit. They've got uh, different, not only their own brand, but they've got other people like N O W and all these other brands available too. You may want to check yeah. uh, on them. And okay. uh, any order over fifty dollars, they give you free shipping, which uh, can be contentious yeah. these days in the price of shipping on some stuff. So uh, certainly throw that out there. I think it's SwansonVitamins.com. Uh, very. Hey, Roger. Yes, there's Lisa. I was just looking at Swanson for that, and it's also it's it's vitamin K two. Oh, is that K two? Yep. Okay. Right, now you connected two dots for me. Which is another good. That's another powerful. Well, ev- well, evidently well, Lisa is. says it's the same thing. It, it's it, no, it's my understanding. It's not the K two breaks up uh, the calcium around your heart. Uh, the cardi any kind of cardio calcification element going on you know the heart remember hearing through the years the heart oh oh uncle jed died of hardening of the arteries right right it's just a calcification oh okay so um that that just you know naturally uh just by that by that term that's yeah hardening so um hey roger hold on yeah Uh, i know gouda Huda or Gouda cheese has K2 in it. It's one of the only cheeses that has it in there. I read that years ago. Who was trying to say, hey, Roger, was that you, Don? That that was me. Um, Is it possible for you to spell out the um, thing that you're stating in the chat? Natokinase. Can you put it in there, Gary, or can you spell it out, or can somebody put it in there for uh, Don or others and others? N-A-T-T-O. K I N A S E, 
natokinase. Okay. Pretty much like it sounds. Did you get that, Dawn? I imagine yeah. if you went to some place and put it in, it you could probably get it close enough where they'd say, "Do you, did you mean?" Yeah. Well, but like I said, Roger, this is Lisa still. Yeah. Again, I'm looking at Swanson now, and it says vitamin K2 from 100% natural Japanese natto, a fermented soybean product. Well, okay. There Maybe you it's like a, a derivative of of natokinase then or a sub okay. a sub element of i don't know either way yeah, uh but it sounds that. like something that uh, uh people in that situation with the blood clotting abilities and the the uh tendency of this vax or this jab that may be a real positive thing um what else anybody got any other suggestions i know that i've I heard a something. few good please do hey mer hi yeah, natokinase, yeah, the, the uh, bacteria in there is, is similar to what's in brie, and uh, I think it's chewed a couple seizures. But natto, um, you know, the fermented soybeans, you need to have this natokinase on an empty stomach, and it says twice a day. I'm looking at a bottle or plastic jar that I bought from Amish, the Amish store here I like to go to, mm-hmm. and they're out of... This is out of Indiana. Where's, yeah, and I'll put that information in the chat room. Okay. It's Northern Nutrition LLC, comma LLC. Okay. So you can probably look that up on the web too. But All it's right. a, you know, they do business amongst each other. Oh yeah, so of it's course. It's fun to go in there and talk right. to them. I'll bet. And the stuff they do, they they hire a taxi. What they do is hire somebody to drive them and. Uh, you know, after the crops are in in the fall, a lot of them go visit relatives. And uh, these guys go to Indiana. And the one young fella, he was all, oh, he was he was just really excited about it when I was in there the last time talking about going to a, uh, there was a thousand people there, and it was a meeting, and I forget who the speaker was, if he told me, uh, about vaccines and the dangers. You know, they don't get them anyway, but I, I just thought it was really good. That they did that. Yeah, this is in Shipshawana, Indiana. Uh-huh. And there's a phone number, too. All righty. Yes, that stuff in there. But this uh, natokinase, you take it on empty stomach. And then the thing is with D3, that's a fat-soluble vitamin, so you need to take that with a meal or after a meal. Okay. Took some just a yeah, few minutes ago. Yeah, you need the two to balance each other. You really shouldn't take a lot of D3 for a long period of time without K2 in the system, too. Okay. You know, yeah, they combine. They each other. I think, I think there's some supplements where they're combined. I'll try and uh, pick up some of that well, no, next time somebody's said, bringing me something. To, yeah. but you need the K2 on an empty stomach. Yeah. You know, we, or the natokinase. And the, and the D3 you need on a full stomach. Yeah. Because it's fat soluble. So yeah, we take that's the natokinase. Take them in. You and mom, you and mom we, taking the natokinase. Yeah, we take that last thing of the day. You know, before retiring for the day. And uh, right before well, bed. How old? Yeah. You, time, I was going to say, let me just interrupt yeah, for a second. Yeah. Now, see, the Japanese eat this stuff for breakfast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Of course, it's like um, bones. Yeah. You know, Gary's mom, what, is she 91? 91. 91 is one of my uh, most loyal listeners. And uh, evidently, from what Gary and David tell me, that never misses a program and is always listening. And I just really love her for it. And for those of you uh, who didn't know, that she's also filed an affidavit at 91 years old. God bless her. Okay. 
Yeah, hey, maybe she's the oldest national. Who knows? Talk about <laughs> talk about making a statement, huh? Um, Very cool. So, what else? Uh, what else could we uh, advise as somebody that has uh, had to or mistakenly taken this bio jab that Mike could help them out? I know there's some other things floating around. NAC is one thing I think it's uh, uh, that evidently yeah, in acetylcysteine. Yeah. Okay. Context suggestion. Okay, love to have another one. Well, what suggestion? I would say a context suggestion when you are looking at any vitamins in any health food store, if I'm overdriving, tell me, that uh, you want to find out, according to Dr. Wallach, which we are a heavy follower and user of his products, he basically, since he's done 30,000 autopsies, that's what keeps me saying, hey, if the man's not lying, Sounds like he knows what killed everybody. Right. And of course, his main rule of thumb is most of the 900 diseases that are listed under the AMA, and you go to an MD for, hoping that he knows what the hell he's doing, which is apparently they don't. Anyway, you want a plant-derived mineral. That's yep. what Wallach produces. If I look in a health food store, I went to a now product. Because my delivery of selenium in the package that I take from Wallach hadn't arrived yet. And that's one thing he harps on is uh, lack of selenium. You're going to have a heart attack and uh, going to transition out of the body you currently occupy. Okay, well, well you can't, I, you can't I, take too much of that, too. I, you have to be careful. I agree with all that. I think, my, Mike, that sounds like you, the new guy from Dallas, Fort Worth. Is that that just got finished speaking? Yes. Okay, welcome, by the way. And I'm sorry you couldn't get in yesterday. We'll get yeah, to welcome. your questions here in a minute. See you in a minute, Murr. Uh, thanks for your help. Um, I'm particularly interested now, not in that overall health stuff, but in things specific to people that have taken the jab. And this is from a conversation and a Saturday experience I had with a friend of mine here. And uh, he's never had heart problems in his life. He was a, prof- a professional in a sense. He represented Ecuador uh, squash, captain of the squash team, you know. And he's out there real healthy and stuff. And he gets this jab and he's having heart problems and stuff. So that's as this came up yesterday at the end of the show. And I wanted to start it today and see if there's any remedies for not only him, but for other folks like him. Because we all have friends and loved ones who've mistakenly, for whatever damn reason have gotten in line and gotten jabbed with this and maybe even a couple of boosters. And that's what I'm uh, digging out right now for a few minutes, Mike. And I want to get to you and Don's question so we can get to the meat of the uh, matter. But uh, this, uh, if you've already got the jab and you're starting to get health problems, that's a, that's a serious thing. If there's anything out there that can alleviate or help you, I'd like to see if we could flush it out here for a few minutes here at the start of the show today. That's what this is about. So uh, does Anybody else have any suggestions? I know NAC, it's something to do with the spike protein. Okay, Dawn, what you got, sweetie? It's um, a bath detox. So you can use Epsom salts. You can use um, baking soda, just regular baking soda. Uh, There's a bunch of different things on the Internet about what you can add to your bath, but it... The baking soda and the Epsom salts uh, draws out the metals in your body. And uh-huh. as we all know, the nanotechnology has metal in it. So, yep. um, 
something that you can try. I'm not sure if it's going to really work all that well on people that have just shoved hundreds of thousands of nanobots in them, but um, I've heard that it can help. Okay. Yes. Who's that? Dave? Uh, this is Wayne. Hey, oh, hey, Wayne. Hey, I just wanted to bring everybody's attention. Uh, there's a video out on BitChute with Dr. Judy Mikovits. Right. Uh, M-I-K-O-V-I-T-Z. Right. And uh, I just caught the beginning of it before I got interrupted, but she's talking about a uh, anti-cancer, anti-parasitic drug called Suramin, S-U-R-A-M-I-N. And uh, she sounded very, from a little bit I saw, she sounded very positive that it can have some good results reversing some of the, uh, the effects of the shots. Do you, if you still got that video queued up, could you shoot me the link on it, Wayne? I'd appreciate it. Wayne, uh, here's a new guy for you and Jeff. That's in pine the, needle tea. Oh, it's pine, pine needle tea. Okay, pine needle tea. Well, we got some pine trees down here in Ecuador for sure. I'm not sure if they're the right variety or not, but another potential uh, uh, something that can help somebody. Um, anybody else hey, got Roger. anything? There you go. Who's that? Gary. Hey, buddy. Hey, man. Uh, Cliff High has got a video on exactly what you're talking about. I don't remember how far back it is, but uh, he goes through a whole protocol if you've had the shot. Was Do you remember if it's uh, got the shot, woo, or what? You don't remember what the I, title is? No, I don't, but it, it is. he does have one there. Okay, well, I've got his uh, I've got his channel up on BitChute. Maybe I can go through there and find it, maybe. Yeah. Also mentioned uh, apple cider vinegar this morning. Oh, I did hear him say something about apple cider vinegar with the mother, like Dot Braggs. I believe Braggs. Yeah. Braggs is the real common, uh, uh, easily available. They find have in health food stores and stuff. I won't have it in Ecuador, though. That's a problem for my friend here. Uh, but uh, for those of you up there, that may be another. Um, another alleviating factor hopefully somebody's going to come up with uh frequency to deal with this if we get a frequency that we that deals with the spike protein uh you know as i told harvey we're going to be real busy with these machines uh and i think i'd be shocked if uh if flick isn't already thinking and working on that um while i'm at it let me also say that i somebody sent me a video I sent it out to a few of you guys. You know, you can infuse the, uh, things with frequency. Okay? You can take some oils or something and take one of these frequency machines and get the frequency for something you're trying to get it uh, uh, saddled with and bombard it with the frequency, and the oil will actually take on the frequency. So you can put the oil on and you get the uh, the added benefit of the frequency. And this guy, I'm going to put the video, short video, uh, at the end of today's show description, um, has got some discs, several different discs that he has infused with hydrochloroquine and ivermectin and uh i think that's a great idea and i'll put that if any of you's got some i think he sells them but you could also do this if you had the frequencies to infuse stuff with somebody's got their their mute off and wants to talk yeah, I sorry can tell. roger that yeah that's me i i watched that video you posted on your channel and yeah, it seems kind of far fetched, but I don't know. Well, you know, Flick, you know, Flick does that stuff. Flick, I mean, he's got little things he can infuse frequency with. He's been doing it a long time. He did it when I was so up I, there. 
I meant the little discs in the video. Well, okay. So, yeah. uh, and that's what he was doing, was taking these little discs and infusing them with frequencies of those drugs as a preventative. So, uh, good idea. Uh, I had not thought about it. I was kind of surprised at myself. So, anybody else got anything to add on this? And we'll uh, get off of the health stuff and move on over yeah, Roger. to the, the, the legal yeah, stuff. Yeah, we do. Yeah, hold on. Okay, well, let's first let me get Dave. He was first. Dave in the thumb. He's uh, one of the yep. good longevity distributors, one of our loyal listeners. Dave, what you got, man? Good morning, everybody. So, the you know, longevity's got a couple products with natokinase in it. And, uh, you know, Wallach says that... They used to, when you went into a, uh, a emergency room having a stroke, the emergency room doctor would pull right out of his shirt pocket or his you know gown, whatever the hell he's wearing, that white robe. Uh, he had an uh, injectable form of natokinase. They'd inject that right into your blood because natokinase uh, dissolves blood clots. So um, we've got our uh, nightly essence is our probiotic and natokinase you take before bed. And then we have the niacin plus, which is natokinase and niacin. Niacin opens up those blood vessels, yes. and then obviously the natokinase dissolves blood clots. But in order to prevent, to get blood clots, you want to make your blood slippery, not thin your blood. You want it slippery. And what does that is the essential fatty acids, omegas, threes, and uh, six and nine. Omega three and six. Three and, and when six. You, when the body makes, see, nine, it's not really essential because when the body gets the three and six, it can make some nine. I see. Um, but, you know, you never know what you're getting when you when you eat food. So, you know, Wallach always puts that nine in with the, the EFAs. So. Okay. All right. Good information. Thank you, Dave. Uh, Mike, you had something to add? Uh, yes. My question, since I'm very new, I don't know the context of everybody, but it seems to be widespread, same as mine, so to speak at least my interest, Sherry Edwards Sound Health. Okay, is that a website? Sound Health is a website, Shari, S-H-A-R-R-Y, Edwards, and uh, she has a lot of software, one of the softwares I'm interested in, which would be connected with the Longevity products, is you can take the human voice, she calls it the voice is a holographic uh, representation of the conditions of the body. And uh, it's all a sound spectrum. And her software simply takes the, a sample of about 35 to 40 seconds. It runs it through the software, which has a Fourier transform, which looks at all of the peak frequencies. And uh, you can go to her website and see what's going on, what I'm talking about visually but anyway you can get pinpoints on the what vitamin you are low in and she has the tone boxes to give you the frequency to fix the problem huh, i think that uh, may be the same thing and our friend donna jean uses she's a health practitioner too and has one of those machines that i think sounds like what you're talking about can you give you gave us her name sherry what was her website's name again mike It'd be Sound Health, and it's not Sherry, okay. it's Shari. Shari, okay. Yes. Okay, well, I'm pretty good at butchering. Girl, be a frequent guest of Joyce Riley there, Roger. Okay. I thought her website was soundhealthoptions.com. 
Okay, is maybe that, either. Mike, is that right? Have you been to that site lately? I haven't. I've never been there, but I've, memory serves me. I thought it was sound health options. Well, I think they have changed it because I agree with you. I used to think sound health options also, but the last time I was over there, uh, it didn't come out right, and I ended up at uh, sound health. Okay. Okay. Very good. I, I don't remember being on Joyce. I used to listen to Joyce quite regularly, but whatever. And I'll I'm, tell you, Roger. I, I have a license to butcher people's names, Mike, just because you're She's new. also, she is a frequent guest on Sarah Westall also. Okay. All right. Okay. What else, she Dave? Came out, um, yeah, she came out on Joyce, and when, uh, when Trump and Hillary were running against each other, um, she said they, they had them both on, um, oh, I can't think of the drug that the college kids take when they're taking tests. Um, it's, they, they put it on, uh, hyperactive people. Adderall? And, um, Adderall, yes, thank you, uh, Lisa, that would be the drug. Um, and she also, when she says when people talk, she can see words come out of their ears or something like that. And the, when she was a child, her her relatives, you know, she could hear them thinking out loud. And she would finish sentences for them, and they, they would look at her, and they would tell her she was possessed. She grew up in the mountains, uh, you know, in the, with the, the hill folk. Um, and uh, she's pretty talented. She, she came out and said on Joyce's show that... Um, Oh, the comedian actor that they say committed suicide, um, Nano, what the hell was his Robin, name? Mark Robin, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah, she said he he had uh, Parkinson's disease. Mm-hmm. She was the first one to announce it on Joyce's show, and she said he absolutely committed suicide because that was his life, performing. He performed, you know, 24-7 virtually yeah and uh when he found out that he had parkinson's he thought there was no recovery from it and uh which wallach would have told him you know he would have saved his life but he believed them mds and uh he killed himself out of the gene pool lost. you go robin yeah he's quite a comedian yeah. uh so has anybody else got any other suggestions on this jab anti-jab stuff maybe oh i've had some success with a couple of folks that had gotten the jab and and actually fainted from it, passed out or whatever, it knocked them out. And uh, and these were you know eighty year old women, and uh, they pounded the. I had them on five ounces of colloidal silver a day, um, you know one ounce five times a day, and um, six ounces of Doc's plant derived minerals because. That has been proven to be the best chelator of heavy metals and toxins on the planet. Uh, those minerals are naturally negatively charged uh, in the mine, and uh, all heavy metals and toxins are positively charged, and it's right. like a, a magnet. It right. sucks that stuff it's right like out that, of their body. It's like that Benedict whatever clay that people uh, use, too. I guess mm, not similar. quite so well, much like from, that. From, way better than that. From Roger. the standpoint of the negative positive attraction. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I need to get some of those uh, longevity minerals uh, when I get somebody bringing stuff down here next time. Uh, anybody else got anything to add on that? And we'll wrap that up. Real quick, Raj, on on Parkinson's. One thing that can really shut it down is glutathione, it, which is a hormone. 
and I've seen I've seen video evidence where uh, people with, that were stricken with it really heavy duty, uh, just in bad shape with the shakes and the whole bit. Um, they they take a, an IV of glutathione, and it, within a couple hours or so, remarkably different. Huh. And it's just you're lacking. They're lacking glutathione for the for the most part. Mm-hmm. So that's all it's, you need to do. Is something Parkinson's have to do with the myelin sheath or the nerves? As far as I know, it's the nerves. But that's just my knowledge. Okay. I don't know. So the myelin the myelin sheath protects the nerves. Yeah, I know. So mm-hmm. if you got okay. yeah, the myelin sheath is the my that's the sheath that. It's the entire it's, nervous it's, system. It's fatty. It's fat based because that's the reason people that get it's drunk, cholesterol. people that get drunk and have a, a the bad hangover with the shakes the next day. The alcohol dissolves the myelin sheath because it's fatty, and that's why they get the shakes. That myelin sheath is a hundred percent cholesterol. Yeah. Okay. So. so that means eat a lot of cholesterol. I I do uh, at least a half a stick of cow butter every morning. Yep. There you go. Yep. Yep. As uh, Brent said, grandmother used to take a tablespoon of butter every day. Uh so uh, okay. Uh, can we, any other health stuff? Anybody got something to add there, or we want to move over? Move over. A and little move on. bit far out, but uh, have you heard of uh, reverse speech? Uh, yes, I have. Okay, well, he comes along and points out that in reverse speech, it, the uh, body will report uh, its problems and can confirm, say, we use uh, Sherry's software for spectrum analysis, and uh, reverse speech would uh, maybe confirm that analysis, which means I then go to Dr. Wallach. Okay. Uh, I, I, I That's a little, I have a hard time getting my arms around the reverse speech stuff, but whatever. Um so uh, let's see. Anybody else got anything to add? Yeah. Yeah. Could I could I break in a minute? Please. Hello. Yes. Hello. Uh, on the on the detoxifier, uh, somebody mentioned uh, colloidal silver and something else. Uh, I think that was Dave. Yeah. He gave, well, he gave this to plant derived minerals. Plant derived minerals. Say again, I didn't get plant. Hey, Roger. Plant. Hold Say on, again, Dave. Minerals. Plant derived oh, okay. Okay. minerals, and you can get them from Longevity. Okay. And that's yep. one of Longevity's big deals is the ninety minerals because without the minerals, your body can't catalyze the vitamins. In other words, okay. the vitamins to Roger. work effectively okay. and to work properly need the min- the mineral combination. Yes, Dave. For those uh, that. Uh, might be interested. I've, I've got a dear friend who introduced Dr. Wallace to the mineral mine in Utah, and he is a distributor for that mine. You know, he sells semi loads of, uh, uh, you know, liquid plant derived minerals, uh, you know, the, 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 uh, the ore, the raw ore, in fifty-pound bags on pallets, uh, you know, to farmers and ranchers and stuff. But he sells me uh, a five-gallon jug of those plant-derived minerals. It's a thousand milligrams per ounce, and it's about two hundred and fifty bucks delivered. That's twenty quarts of 
plant dried minerals longevity uh, dilutes it down to 600 milligrams per ounce um, this is full strength right out of the mine and Utah ships that I, I don't know if they ship it to Ecuador but uh, they do ship you know, it around the I country don't, I don't get anything shipped to Ecuador okay okay because I hate, well, I hate a five gallon there's, there's a word in Spanish called Atawana. Atawana. You know what that is, Dave? <laughs> well, it sounds like I don't want to ship nothing. Well, I don't want to, and Atawana are pretty close. <laughs> I don't want to have to go stand in line and deal with government bureaucrats at Customs. It's Customs. Oh, yeah, And right. it's an absolute pain in the rear. Yeah, yeah. It's just not worth doing that. So always have people bring come right. and going that bring stuff to you. So, And that can even be a pain in the butt because if it's liquids they got to check it in through a suitcase they can't bring it on in a carry-on or the tsa guys go oh this is a liquid you can make a bomb out of this ching throw it away okay <laughs> I, I, I don't don't get me started okay um so uh, enough uh, on that i guess unless anybody's got anything to add now because i feel like an auctioneer going going yeah help. yeah okay i'll One take more. a bid okay go ahead uh, the plant, plant-derived minerals from Utah. How do I get it, Dave? How you does call he get me. It? You call Dave. Okay. You, you call wanna, me. You want to give your phone number out, Dave? Sure, I would. It's okay. Oh, 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 oh! Give people a chance okay. to get a pencil I'll, and paper. I'll slow down. I get it. I get and the, give it slowly. I get the pencil in my hand. Give it slowly and one, give it twice. Zero. Hold on, Dave. Now start. Ding. I'll give it three times, Roger. <laughs> ding, ding. Go ahead. Okay, you ready? I'm, I'm ready. 810-969-1076. That's 810-969-1076. And that is a cell, so I do get texts. On that, and uh, I am blind, but my phone reads it to me. So um, you can text me or call me, and uh, oh, I'll return your right. call. Okay, yeah. thank you, Dave. Anybody else? Had some of the, had somebody you. else that wanted to add something a second ago. Who was it? Maybe he could put it in the chat. His number. Just well, so. his problem is he's blind. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. So now somebody that wrote I just it down, put it in the chat. Lisa, just put it in the chat for everybody. Okay. Thank you, Lisa. Leon, Leon, are you talking to somebody there in the background? Okay. All right. Now let's move uh, enough the health stuff over, done with. Okay, uh, let's move on to the affidavit and the questions. Mike, you're new, but I'm going to stick you second behind Dawn because she's a female, and uh, she was supposed to be here yesterday, and we'll get to everybody. we got plenty of time. Dawn wrote me an email. She's relatively new, came uh, from one of John Kassarab's, uh meetings that he gives out there, and she was helping some other folks. And uh, you had some questions that you polled me on over the weekend, and we said let's bring it out if we could for everybody because there's probably other people that have these questions too so don are you you ready to roll on this don well don may have gotten locked on another conference call don are you there don going once 
sorry. Yes. Uh, okay, there you are. All right, good. Hey. I stepped away. Uh, that's okay. Well, of course, that's yep. when I'm going to call on you. <laughs> yes. You had some questions. So, um, okay, so first I just wanted to say I mailed out my passport renewal and affidavit uh, two days ago. Congratulations. Yay. Um, and so now I'm just wondering if um, with the taxation stuff, um, like who, when I start mailing out the affidavit, like do I just mail it out to the same place that I would mail my IRS Stuff okay, you're talking about putting agencies on, no on, notice. on notice. Okay, weaponizing yeah. your new position. Correct. Weaponizing your new found access to the common law. Amen, brother. Congratulations. Now, here's what I would tell you is that it's my understanding, especially if you did it with a passport renewal, once mm -hmm. you put it in their system it's considered received just exactly on the reciprocation of the irs how they can go ahead and send you correspondence to your quote unquote last known address even though you may not live there for 15 years and it's considered received now let's see here let me see if i can stop this windows update here be doing that thank you and so uh we'll just use the same thing because especially either the post office or especially this uh, uh passport deal once it's in the system it's considered received and they can't turn you down at least for the affidavit because it's your choice not theirs okay right uh, if it's their choice and they're telling you what you are i'll hit this again it's tyranny it's open and notorious tyranny that's why they've gone to all these links to jerry-rig this thing where they can ask you those questions and get your agreement. So you could go ahead. If you wanted, you could take either course in this. I'm not sure either one of them is more right than the other, Don, in all honesty. But if it is considered received, which it should be, then you've already got that filed. Okay. First of all, did you send a naked one or did you just send the affidavit with the passport application? Uh, what do you mean by naked one? Well, sometimes, you know, you don't have to do a passport to submit oh, the yeah. affidavit. No, I did the, um, I needed to renew anyways. Uh -huh. So, okay, I well, sent it with the well, some people, I'll just say, and, you know, some people that don't, you know, I don't trust these some bitches. Well, you got every reason right. not to, okay? Uh, so, some people uh, like to, uh, at least we've suggested folks that are in that kind of a mindset if they'd like to get a little extra peace of mind that you go ahead and drop them a cold what i ca uh, refer to as a cold affidavit and that's one without a passport application because you know you know in the feudal system you didn't need to apply for a passport to volunteer out of the system okay so you can submit that to the state department and in that document how to file a national affidavit i believe i searched out an address there in dc and give some instructions for both with and without passport apps but you may want to just take it and write a nice little cover letter uh and just say i've submitted this with a passport application but because i know that at times the bureaucracy 
has things fall through the crack. You could be real nice like that. Have been, in other words, instead of saying I don't trust you SOBs, at times bureaucracies make mistakes and lose things. And I just wanted to make this is so important to me. I wanted to make doubly sure that you were notified of my status change and that you place this firmly and permanently in my administrative file. Thank you very much. I'll see you on the Freedom Train. Best wishes, Don. Okay. Okay. So that's just a suggestion. Don't have to do that. But if that makes you sleep better, then do it. And you've got double assurance that you've got that thing in your administrative file, which really is where the rubber meets the road. Okay. So what's the thing about getting your Freedom of Information Act file? Well, if you want to make sure if you want to make sure that they got it in your administrative file, every agency, because of after Watergate and all the legislation that came down after Watergate and them getting caught, uh, one of the things was this Freedom of Information Act request. And every agency has a Freedom of Information Act officer, and you just send them a request that that you'd like to see the contents of your administrative file. They've got so many days to respond to that. <laughs> and if they don't respond to it, <laughs> excuse me, if they don't respond to it, you can take them to court. And the courts are generally pretty good about forcing them. I mean, as I've said numerous times, Tom Fitton and Judicial Watch that have uncovered so much stuff, especially when Trump was in office, this is how they do everything is FOIAs, Okay. So if you want double peace of mind that that's in your administrative file, give them a little time, but uh, do a FOIA request. Okay. And then I wanted to let you know and everybody else know that um, I was listening to your podcast with Thumper and you had said something about John Benson's taxation by yes. misrepresentation. Right. So, like I said, I did find it online. Um, and you did say that it was a really tough read. I haven't started it yet. but It's um, not the book that you're going to curl up in front of a warm right. fire with. <laughs> okay. Now, but what I suggested, what I suggested Don do that I'm going to suggest to all of you, if this is an interest of yours, some people dealing with taxes is like they'd rather be tied up and whipped with a cat of nine tails, okay? And I totally understand that. But if you want to get an overview and you don't want to have to go through reading about Sierra Ficius and, and writs of extent and all these things that you have no familiarity with, okay? Uh, go back. I did a presentation on Thumper's show here a few weeks back on the whole origin and development of the tax system from 1285 forward, how it uh, got incorporated into the exchequer, and that's the system they're using on us. And uh, I got uh, Greg, our uh, a friend who does a lot of engineering stuff for us, to wave his magic edit wand over it. And clean up any of the evoke of the fidelity inconsistencies, which I doubt there were any, but he boosts volume on the audio and stuff. And I posted it over on Castbox, Castbox.fm under the Radio Ranch category. I posted it on Halloween. 
So that was Sunday this year, if you remember correctly. And so October 31st, that whole two-hour presentation on that, and to save you uh, many hours of reading John's book, which is wonderful, but unless you've really got an interest in tax law, you're not going to be, oh, I can't wait to turn the page and see what's on the next page. That's not going to be the way you approach reading it, okay? No offense to John, okay? And, I mean, see, John thought that that book and this information getting out was going to change everything and change the world. And the problem is, is most people, it's over their head. He uh, was very familiar with the information, so it's like second nature to him. But somebody that's new to this that doesn't have the legal background he had and the interest in taxes that he had, it's like, uh, you know, going and getting a, uh, a root canal. Right. Okay. So, do you know of anybody that is kind of um, very uh, knowledgeable about being a U.S. national and doing your taxes? Well, yeah, well, you don't have any taxes. Well, I mean, yeah, right. But, like, what... Um, Here, well, you asked a suggestion. You okay, well, well, there's several ways you can approach it. It depends on how combative are you okay how combative are you i'm i'm pretty combative. i mean are, are you like are you are you like paget i would say yeah i'm going to okay. be one of those people that are going to test all right. the waters all right well then here's what you have to know right going in no company is going to fight your irs battle for you right and so you're going in there and putting them in a position if you want to. I've, I've put this IRS stuff on notice. I don't have to file a W of 2 or 4 or any of that stuff because I'm a national. I only owe two sections of the code and all that kind of stuff, right? Right. Well, what's your company going to say? Uh I don't think so. You've got to file. <laughs> well, uh, there, you know, this, that's why I suggested to you what a lot of people do, the, the course of least resistance. Let's call it that. The course of least resistance, you know, as, a, as one of the Supreme Court justices said in a tax case about a hundred and something years ago, my, one of my friend that was fighting the IRS found this. He said, taxation, the art of taxation is like plucking a goose. Have you ever heard that, Don? The object is to get the most feathers with the least amount of hiss. Okay? And so if you want to take the course of less resistance here, you would go in and just go ahead and file your W-2 or 4, whatever it is. I've been so long I've forgotten what the nomenclature is on that. And go ahead and up your withholding to 9 or 10 dependents. So that's going to stop them from taking any withholding out. And you won't owe anything at the end of the year. Put the IRS on notice and and don't file unless you owe any 871, 877B taxes. If you owe those, you better file. Okay. okay. Your so, next question is, what are those? Well, my thing is, is that I've already uh, filed exemption. Mm-hmm. And so do I just leave it or do I change it to the 8 and 9 and just... Well, what's your, what have you filed as exemption already? Uh, federal... Well, I mean, how many? How many dependents? Oh, you you've already said you're exempt from tax. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and uh, that and was how uh, that was how long ago? Uh, January of this year. And you didn't get any flack from them this year on it. Nope. 
Well, try it again. Uh, Dave, now Gary was on a minute ago. His brother Dave works, uh, has a pretty good job. He's out in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and I know they handled their, one of these big computer outfits handles uh, their uh, uh, taxation stuff behind the scenes. It's all automated on their company software, right? And all he did was went in and changed it. He was exempt from federal taxation. It changed the whole module. It's got him marked as exempt, and he's already gotten the differential in his paycheck. Yeah, and I I have to. Okay. I would, uh, you know, I would go ahead and put, uh, once you got that file, it's in the system. You can go ahead and put the IRS on notice, but I think that uh, this weaponizing your position and putting these agencies on notice, or the not all of them, you might not can afford the postage for that. Quite frankly, there's so damn many of them, but it was it's probably a good idea. Okay. Because what you're doing is setting it up. In other words, if you've got a power of attorney and you don't go file it, say, with the bank for somebody you've got a power of attorney over that account, well, then if they don't, the bank doesn't know about it because you haven't put them on notice and somebody comes in and says, that's my money, and they give it to them, and the bank goes, well, you didn't tell us. See? That's why, that's why this notice stuff is so important. It sets up their default. And their default is if they come and screw with you outside of their delegated responsibilities, they lose their cloak of immunity and become personally liable. Okay. Okay. So I have a question regarding the FBI. So Oh, good. I've I've I got been... several of those, too. <laughs> <laughs> I've already been visited by them. Have you? Because of January 6th. Really? Yeah. Um but they were not able to, they just came to question me. And uh-huh. I think it was due to an illegal uh, uh, tap on a friend's phone who was uh, basically woken up at 530 in the morning um, and told to come out and handcuffed in front of his whole uh, neighborhood and had his stuff taken because they said that he went into the Capitol, but he never did. And so I had talked to him and then not but a couple weeks later, because um, I had found out that all that happened. So I just talked to him to find out what was going on. A um, couple weeks later, I get a knock on my door and with two FBI agents asking me about that. And then I basically uh, let them have it and said that they're corrupt and everything. Did and, you? Yeah. Good. Um, but I have a feeling because I was visited, now I have a file. Oh, so you can bet wanna, that it was on one of their three 302s or whatever that report is. they got to go out and do all that stuff and report that stuff. Very interesting. So you talked to somebody that was there that had been uh, harassed by them, and simply because you talked to him, they evidently traced you down through your phone contact and came and queried you. Yeah, and I didn't even think to say, how in the heck do you even know me? Like, how do you know where I live? Why are you coming to visit me? Like, yeah, I was there, but how do you even know I was there? Well, like, it didn't even dawn on me to ask that question. Mm-hmm. It's um, too bad you didn't know all this and I hadn't know. been in contact with me, and you could have told them you're a national and to get the hell off your property, they're trespassing. Right. So, and that's another reason why I was like, oh, I'm so doing this national thing because I don't want them at my door again. And if they do come, I want to, like, 
put them on notice to they can't talk to me. Like, so I want to know, like, who in the should I just send it to the two agents that came to my door to say, hey, guys, stick this in my file because I know I have one. No, I would send it to the FBI's administrative division and copy the two agents on it. Did they give you their card? Yes, they did. Okay, that's what I'd do. Okay. Just a nice little cover letter. This is now on file with the Secretary of State. I am now officially a U.S. national, and none of your 14th Amendment uh, uh, administrative laws apply to me. Okay. Something to that effect. All right. Okay. Hmm. Sorry you had to do that. I had a visit from those creeps once back in 1996 too and you know my my roommate hey roger you want to get up the fbi is at the door <laughs> it's not a not a really good way to wake up i promise you i had the i in one year i had irs cid i had the fbi and i had two u.s marshals bust into my house and arrest my roommate and extradite him to pennsylvania <laughs> and i thought hell i better sell this house <laughs> Well, it's funny because when they first when I first opened up the door, I thought that they were Jehovah Witnesses or Mormons. <laughs> oh, that's rich. <laughs> <laughs> we have a Mormon temple right across the way, and so I thought, <laughs> and they're like FBI, and I'm like, ha ha, yeah, right. And then I'm like, oh crap, you are FBI. <laughs> Yeah, the one that visited me was pretty nice. Uh, so anyway, um, okay. Anything else, Don? We can do for you? Uh, no, I think that's it for now. All right. Well, that's good. I'm glad we Thank got those you. things taken care of for you, and uh, go on off and get uh, what you need to get done. Uh, Mike, front and center. Mike from Dallas, Fort Worth, the new guy. Are you there? Okay, we're there. Just a little bit slow and get that's to the mouth. That's okay. That's okay. I understand how that is. Uh, welcome. Bienvenidos, first of all. You're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? Uh, yes. Basically, I'm uh, north Dallas and out in the boonies. Okay. You're around Plano? No, um, south of Sherman. Okay. Well, I got two, several people in the DFW area there that you may want to hook up with is the reason I was asking you. So Wayne and Jeff and uh, maybe even Dave, uh, heads up on Mike oh, here. Yeah. Uh, and it's always nice for folks that are on this, all tuned into this uh, stuff together to, uh, you know, have, have relationships and know each other. Uh, so I try and get, when we get folks in the same area, get them together if possible. So welcome, Mike. How'd you hear about us? Uh, basically, I was over on RBN. I've been there off and on over the years, but the lady, is, first name is Ingrid. And, oh, and, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, Ingrid. I was on her program. Uh, yeah, I listened to that, and then, of course, I said, well, I think I've heard Roger Sales in the past. How come your head didn't get straightened up back then? But anyway, uh, so after that, well, we hopped over and hunted you up on the net, and uh, here we are. 
Okay, good. Glad you found us. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, sometimes it doesn't take on the first pass. You know, that happens with some people. Um, so, welcome. Glad you found us. And you're uh, wanting to move forward. I heard you say on Jim's show yesterday you had some pr- questions about the affidavit. So, uh, I'm real glad you're with us today. And this is always good information for everybody here. You'll notice all the people on this Jitsi board here, as we get to talking about this stuff that they've heard a bunch of times, none of them leave. Okay. Now, the reason for that, I believe, is this. Every time you hear these basics, it strengthens your position, thinking, etc. Okay. And also, as we're all growing, even me, growing in our understanding and command of this knowledge and information, we get down the line from the last time we heard it, and we've grown, and when we hear it again, we see or get something out of it we didn't get before. So even though it's old information, there's a different angle on it that gives us a little different perspective or ideas. So uh, that's one of the reasons I say you can't hear these basics enough, okay? You just can't do it, all right? So, we welcome any of your questions and and welcome you, Mike. Okay, well, thank you. And the first thing I probably should also say is uh, thank you for your quick response with the PDF files that you uh, sent. And so, I have gone through those and we'll be going back through them again. And I also have two of your books. uh, Right after the Ingrid call, I immediately ordered your books. Okay, thank you. Our book, it's a book, singular. Well, I ordered two, so I say books. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. Double thank you. Well, anyway, the questions I have is uh, IRS-related, and uh, I'll use your term, which I quite agree with the concept. And starting off, I've got to run through a little paragraph here, or you can stop me if we want to address the statement, is uh, under the IRS concept of contract, I currently right now owe the IRS uh, $1,000 or less, and they quit sending the payment coupon and uh, said, well, I didn't necessarily complain about that, but then I scratched my head when they send me the stimulus checks. They sent me two of those, and uh, still no coupons have shown up, and of course, I say, yeah, I've got the contract, agreed to pay the debt which has not been completed so do i call okay. or clarify all right hold on let, let, i want to make sure i got this straight you went through an offer and compromise with them correct uh, yes uh, I, i've been paying them for 10 years because i had a uh, a uh, lawsuit that cost me a bunch of my retirement mm, sorry to hear that um, well, I, I, so you've been paying them already. Your notice and compromise in your agreement with these crooks was 10 years ago, right? Uh, yes. It, technically, 10 years is statute of limitation. So I called up when I reached that, and the, the lady said, oh, no, we found something else that you didn't do. And so we continued payment because I didn't want to get in an argument about it because I had them my social security at one time when it all got started they shut it off or they took it all and anyway got through all of that and got to an agreement to pay them so much and of course uh, i had other obligations so we agreed on a lesser amount until i got other things paid off which i did 
And so I'm now down to the point that uh, I want to, you know, submit the uh, affidavit. But the question is, logic, uh, I have my own thoughts about it, but I always look for something insightful I hadn't thought of. And, okay, do I go ahead and talk to them and pay them off, which I can, or go ahead and send in my affidavit and tell them, hey, we're done. Well, your affidavit doesn't have any effect on this arrangement because it doesn't grandfather you out of it. Okay? When you file the affidavit, your legal personality changes from the minute it goes into the system, either post office or with a passport app. But it doesn't affect, it affects then forward, but it doesn't affect there backwards. When you're in contractual agreements that you've already agreed to, and my personal experience is they're going to try and get their pound of flesh on your way out the door, out of your backside. Okay, it cost me thirty-five thousand. All right, uh, when I closed my house years ago, that's how I learned this lesson. Um, but the IRS, when they did that, they said, "Oh, they wrote me a letter and said, oh, you only owed us thirty thousand. Of course, it was hypothecated like crap. I didn't make enough money to owe them that kind of money. It was just because I was helping people and confronting them that they came after me. And I had a little IRS agent on the stand in district court for four and a half hours one day, and she hated my guts. Okay, so that's where that came from. And uh, they said, well, you only owed us 30000 but we put an additional 5000 on there just for taxes we think you're going to owe in the future. Okay, now I could have gone, you can't sue the government for taxation unless the tax has been paid. So who's somebody like cleaning dishes there? So, uh, if you're cleaning dishes and it's not Mike and I, if you'd hit your mute, I'd appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, and uh, I could have taken them to court and gotten that five grand back, I believe. But honestly, I was so happy to be have that parasite off me. And I thought, you know, $35,000 is a pretty cheap price to pay for the education I've gotten because of these bastards. Now, what I do is every time I get people like you, Mike, and help them file an affidavit and get out of this whole shooting match, I take about a quarter off what they owe me on that 35000 And I got big penalties and interest, too. Okay, So that's the way I get that back, is doing this. Does that make sense? Mike, you there? Is anybody there? Are we still on the air? Still on the air. Okay, thank you. That's Harvey. That Harvey, I bet you're the one that was cleaning those dishes. So, anyway, that's the way I deal with it, Mike. Anything, you're going to file this affidavit. It's not going to take care of that. Now, what you might want to do is you might want to just let the old dead dog lie and not poke it. And stop paying and see if they don't come back to you or if it hadn't dropped through the cracks because of that 10-year limitation or any of those other things. And if they come back to you, just go ahead and pay them. Oh, well, I, I quite agree. I planned to pay them in general thinking that was wiser so I didn't have the conflict. But at the same time, I also had the thought, yeah, uh, dead dog lie. Yeah. I mean, how long has it been since you heard from them? Well, the only way I've heard from them has been the last two stimulus checks that they sent Okay, all right. Well, when was the last time you paid them? 
I really don't remember. It's probably about four to six months. Okay. Well, you may. Well, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but that's an option you may want. Is what I'd kind of do is just let it lay and see if they don't come back. You know, they're so inept uh, that it may be that there's some kind of time limitation or whatever that we don't know that's in effect here. Uh, but and, and I'm not telling you what to do. If you want to clear it up and make sure you don't hear from the bastards, go ahead and pay them what you think you owe them. So I, I can't tell you what to do here. It's a situation I haven't really come across before, and but that's the things that I'd tell you right off the top of my head, knowing what I do about how the system works. Oh, well, agreed. I, I don't expect you to tell me. I just wanted to present my options okay. and okay. see if there was a third option I hadn't thought of. I don't know, but uh, the, the important thing to take away is that when you file this affidavit, from that point forward, things have changed, and it doesn't go back retroactively and take care of things that are grandfathered in by contract. I guess one of the other thoughts was if we let it lie and I sent in the affidavit, would the State Department end up uh, sending me back a rejection? No. Well, that's surprising. I well, they can't. They sta the State Department can't reject you. See? They can't reject your affidavit because this is your decision, not theirs. If it's their decision, it's tyranny, and they'll never be open tyrants. Okay. Well, that's good. Then I have two short questions to follow. Okay, good. The first one, which is a yes or no, are you familiar with a, uh, a website called Sovereign Living? No. Okay. Well, he's, he's based out of Fort Worth, and he seems to be very knowledgeable in the law and so on, and he does uh, address uh, the same subject of uh, with the State Department. And there's another group that was interesting, but they certainly weren't as forward with information as you have been. It's called, uh, or referred to the site, is the Genoa Institute, and which identifies themselves as the United States of America because they have claimed the meets and bounds of all the United States landmass. And the spokesperson does the T-Row Show, which is an acronym for the Rule of Heaven on Rumble and was on YouTube. Never heard of them. Okay. Well, that's the end of me. That's all you got, Mike? Well, I'm sorry, but I... No, I, I am too. I'm really not bashful. I will be back with my mouth. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, and listen, what you may want to do, uh, Mike, is drop me an email. You already did for the uh, documents, obviously, but drop me another one so I know who you are now, and I'll put you in touch with uh, Wayne and Jeff uh, and David there in your area. Yes, I would like that uh, because I... I am also interested in helping other people, both in the what I call the health area as well as this area, okay. because it's just astounding how many people don't have a clue. Because I set through over the years a lot of uh, legal discussions and lectures and so on. And I'm I'm not an expert, but I'm not necessarily lost in the subject. Okay, good deal. Uh, most of the people in the Patriot community have no idea what the law is really, and it wouldn't if it came up and bit them, is my experience. Some of them are open to learning, and some of them are closed-minded to learning and think they know everything. Uh, so I just, you know, don't deal with them, really. 
Well, law certainly wasn't taught in high school. Well, no, it's not even taught in law schools now properly, and I've got several examples of that. You can go back. One of the things in my book, you said you got a couple of copies of it. There in the front part, there's some excerpts from a congressman, Lewis T. McFadden's speeches on the House floor, and he's referencing in one of them a speech on uh, December 31st of 1933 of the Associ- American Association of Colleges and Law Schools which that year they moved their annual convention to New Year's Eve in Chicago. I don't know where it is. Probably the rest of the year it's in like the Caribbean in in the winter, right? Well, this year they moved it to Chicago so that this little Jew creep from the Department of Agriculture could give a speech called Experimental Jurisprudence and the New Deal. Okay, so the point in telling you that is that these bastards have had control of the overriding umbrella organization that incorporates the all the American law schools and colleges since the early 30s. So if they've got that kind of control of that organization, do you think they've controlled the curriculum that's taught in those colleges and law schools? Well, that's that's correct. They always want to put everything in plain sight, except the plain sight. There's no way you're going to easily find it. Exactly. It's right in front of you. You just don't see it, and you're exactly right about that. Okay? So the story I'm going to tell you is from my law teacher, uh, John Benson, who's no longer with us, and that I give all the credit to all this for. I mean, I came up with a lot of this stuff here. Their emphasis was taxes, simply because he loved the tax issue and thought that that was the way to change the country and uh, heighten people's awareness. The problem is that pe- most people are so damn scared of the IRS. I mean, they're, 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 they're more scared of the IRS than they are of the Jesus coming back, okay? Honestly, to nail them for all their misdeeds, okay? Anyway, John uh, called one of the big law schools out there in Utah. I'm not sure which one, uh, but he got to the dean and he was querying the dean on some questions. I'd like to come back to law school. I'd like to come to law school. The dean said, go, man, we'd love to have you. And John, in the conversation, said, well, I'm particularly interested in the legal concept of the word person. And the dean said, oh, we teach that. John said, yeah. And he said, yeah, we teach it in a course called jurisprudence. Uh, it's an elective course. And when we get enough uh, students that have signed up for it, we teach it. And John said, well, when was the last time you taught it? And the dean said, uh, uh, six years ago. So six law school classes had graduated through that law school and never been exposed to the legal concept behind the word meaning a person. And person is just about in every statute. All statutes are written for persons, things, or actions, with the majority written for persons. So if you don't know that concept right there, you don't have any idea. This is the reason our community has been so unsuccessful over the years is they don't even know things that are that critical and that simple, honestly. Well, one of my solutions is is to know more because I always say I'm slow and hard-headed, so to speak, is I run around with an MP3 player and I go to sleep with it. I wake up with it at 
it's nearly constant of listening to the information just like i've probably got uh, 20 or more of your uh, archives on my mp3 and uh, i just let it run down good. through them. okay good mike we're glad to have you being a student that's uh, that assiduous in learning the information uh see the whole thing the whole world runs on this very simple formula here r plus d equals r have you heard me cover that before oh many times okay. through many of your Okay. Well, that, that's the whole key to the whole thing, and that tell you what the person is, and you can go up to that uh, a guy and go, I'm sorry, you, I don't care what it says right here, I'm not that person because I'm not under the 14th Amendment, and that's for citizens of the United States and residents. See you later, big boy. Oh, well, I would look forward to being able to say that once I have all my ducks in order. Well, you work with it, you'll get it. You know, it doesn't come overnight, but you keep working with that formula and thinking about it and massaging it and seeing how it applies in different situations. And here in two shakes of a lamb's tail, you'll have it. Oh, well, I quite agree. It's persistence, as you said many times. Yep, uh, drill practice, rehearse, drill practice, rehearse. That's the only way we ever get good at anything. Yeah, and so... Uh, so far, I consider the format for this website and the software is excellent. It's better than Zoom. Oh, uh, we Jitsi here? Yes. yes. Jitsi was, uh, you know, it's one of those things we fell into, and it's really worked out and panned out well, and I like it, too. It allows us to have really good group discussions, which is the whole reason for this program is to get with folks just like you and Don and answer these questions not only for you but for everybody else. Well, I don't mind talking because I don't mind, uh, should we say, sounding stupid because if I get my problem solved, well, you know, it's okay to be stupid. Well, the only stupid question is the one that didn't ask. Yeah, well, I quite agree, so therefore I don't mind asking because it doesn't bother me if somebody thinks I'm stupid. Okay, good, Mike. Well, we're glad to have you, and as questions come up, and uh, you're certainly more than welcome to ask them, and we'll do our best to answer them for you, okay? Okay, well, you can get rid of me, and I'll be quiet. All right, well, I'm going to stick Mike on the back burner there. Uh, Harvey's with us. Hey, Harv, how you doing this morning, bro? I'm doing fine, but I don't know what happens Hello. around here. This, uh, yes. Hold on, we got a conversation Hi, going on. Speak with Stephen? Siri? Speaking. Hello. Yeah. You, you <laughs> put your, can you put your oh. mic on, Stephen? Yeah, this is in regards to the renewal. For your uh, Medicare savings yeah. program. Medicare, Stephen, you want to put your mute on there, Steve? Thank you. Okay, good. Harv, go on. Hey, uh, hey. Hey. Okay. I'm just say I don't know what happens. I put, I, I jumped on the call around noon, and I put it on, put it on mute. Yeah. And then I was almost going to yell at the phone. They, uh, the, I, they just called me to, you know, sell me insurance. And I said, I said, I was going to say, I'm idle. Hello. I you that. Hello. It's one of our Boston guys. Is that you, Tony? Could you stick your mute on? Is it Tony? Could you put your mute on, please? I just muted him. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently, I have the ability to mute people. So. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Whoever was that? Don, was that you? Okay. Yes. <laughs> All right, Don, you and Lisa can be our co-moderators here. Harv? Yeah. I'm going to try and pull you again here, bro. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what happens, but this doggone thing jumps off mute from time to time, and I'm piddling around looking out the front window, and uh, 
cleaning up dishes and things like that and all of a sudden somebody said who's making the noise mm-hmm. well, you. well i know there i know yeah, they're slippery well, those little things are slippery all you could do is look at them wrong and they'll change toggles well i think i, I think things will improve here soon i'm gonna pick up a new phone oh. of course it's about it'll be about 10 years old but it'll be a new to me right right uh, you know how that works so um uh, you know what i wish you'd do is go over an explanation about the so-called driver's licenses and i think i may have said it on the program before but i got a driver's license in 1958 and the problem is that once again we're dealing with uh tyranny through the abuse of language and and i remember it now very clearly that the georgia driver's license was just a little piece of cardboard it was yeah i'm colorblind but it was either blue or gray or blue gray or something like that and and they would you'd fill it out with an ink pen, not a ballpoint pen. We those things weren't popular then. But with an ink pen, and uh, and then you pass your tests, your written and driving tests, and they would um, they just take it and run it through a machine that put a stamp on it, and that was your driver's license. Well. It didn't say driver's license. It said chauffeur's license. I think I thought at the time, oh, that's quaint. It's a chauffeur's license. And you could go by a state patrol station and put, pick up an entire handful of these blank uh, chauffeur's licenses. And, <laughs> and people did it all the time. You know, we were change we would uh forge the stamp and uh backdate our birth a few years so we could buy beer and but the the thing was it was an occupational tax well you were a, a chauffeur a chauffeur is somebody that is on some sort of a salary or hired to hire haul people so mm-hmm. the needing a license would be appropriate for them. Well, frankly, frankly, I disagree with that. I don't think I don't think anyone has to get a license for any occupation, not by you know, not by common law right. It's just well, you know uh, why you know why that is. Back even in the horse and buggy days, if you were hauling people or goods, you had to get a license. Okay, and the reason is because well, yeah, is because that you are using that commerce on the public roads, and because it's heavier weight and more people, you're degrading the roads, and that's why they want you to pay and have a license to do it, even more so than the ordinary people. I'm pretty sure that's the reasons. But you used to have to have a license in the horse and buggy days if you were hauling goods or hauling people. Yeah. Roger, now, I don't yeah, know about Well, you can go back and check it, Harv. Uh, now, do you know how that they uh, got people 
to incentivize getting driver's licenses. I believe this happened in the late 30s and 40s. All right. What? How? Gave them a discount off their auto insurance if they had a license. Oh, hell, they hardly even had auto insurance back then. You know, that was another invention of that age. Of course, insurance. Oh, uh, yeah. Lovely insurance companies. Um, but if one is a U.S. national, and, and I've heard so much talk about it, uh, you know, with James and uh, Daryl and maybe some others who have had encounters with the road Nazis, uh, and they just showed them their passport card. And when the when the officers phoned it in, they just came back and said, "Okay, see you later. Have a good day." Uh, so why would and this is for everybody? Because I can't I can't explain it myself, not well. Why would the national status exempt a person from a state driver's license? All right. What is the definition of freedom or liberty? Liberty, it, it, at its core, it's one of its most essential concepts is the freedom to travel wherever you want on public lands, at least. Okay. Uh, Let's go back to Blackstone, and Blackstone's brilliant definition of that very, could be a very complex uh, uh, set of answers if you ask somebody what's the definition of freedom and liberty okay because you could probably get people that write pages on it okay well mm-hmm. blackstone and his brilliance reduced it down to one word you i think you know this locomotion the, locomotion okay the ability to go from point a to point b unintended so that's mm-hmm. why a national unless they're hauling goods or people don't have to have a license because you're not driving that's a technical commercial term you're traveling yep uh, the uh, yeah, even you know even that i i disagree with i just don't believe well you're just that, disagreeable uh, today yeah yeah i am that's not unusual that's not an unusual day for harvey <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. Uh, one of one of my guys uh, that I served with in Vietnam just sent me a book a few days ago, written by another man that was in our battalion and got shot up really? horribly. Oh yeah, uh, it's just you can't believe. And uh, his buddies dragged him out of the combat. And uh, four of them grabbed him. He had gone in to rescue another guy who was hit, his buddy Blair. And then he himself got hit by a machine gun. Mm. Well, that's not, you know, that's not like being hit with an, with an M16 or AR-15, a .223 caliber. It's a thirty caliber weapon, and they hit hard. And he... Got hit multiple times with a machine gun. Every time you're clipping on a medevac chopper, Corman said to another guy, I said, just put him over there. I can't help him. 
Mm. <laughs> Got back to uh, the triage station, which was Delta Med, and surgeons looked at him and said, just put him over. There's nothing I can do for him. Uh, sent him down to Alpha Med was the next step up. And, uh, and finally, one guy really... All the way back to who uh, started doing any repairs to it. That was horrible. Sachet, sachet, sachet around uh, the house, back closer to the router. You're you're dropping out a little bit. It's getting weak, huh? Yeah, you're dropping out. So okay, you can sachet uh, back a little closer. That might cure that. Well. I I'm real close now. All right. Uh, can you can you hear me? Well, we hear you fine. It was just dropping just, out. Uh, we dropped out a minute ago. When you get a little far away from that, it happens. I think so. Sorry, but that's trying to correct yeah. that. But my buddy Jim wrote a little inscription, actually a long inscription inside the book. He said what we liked about you best. Uh, he went on down a list of admirable traits, and he says. And your apparent insanity. <laughs> <laughs> and this is directed at you, I take it. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Well, you know, that's that's fine. That that's was all right. that was the image I cultivated. Because uh-huh. they'd leave me alone. Yeah, if right. they think you're nuts, they leave you alone. That's a good good approach. Yep. So anyhow. The uh uh So you were back here at dri- at the driving license is where we started this, so Yeah. So I just uh I'll have to reel uh, you back in before we get too yeah. far afield here. Well the thing the thing that uh sticks my cross, okay, well we're worried about the the roads being degraded uh by the uh heavy weight of the commercial vehicles. Well that's paid for with diesel fuel tax. You know, the diesel fuel you burn more the, the heavier your vehicle, the more diesel fuel you burn. The more fuel you burn, the more the more tax you pay. That's road maintenance I'm, tax. I'm just giving you what I what what the concepts are behind that. I'm not, I don't want to yeah. go into court on it. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's my reasoning. Is the uh, the tax has been paid for wear and tear on the roads and it is indeed uh greater wear but uh, you know the, the the whole doggone thing just uh, of course having to submit to government for anything raises the the hair on the back of my neck. Well, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't have to do that too much anymore since you got your affidavit in. No, I, I, uh, I'm doing it less and less, I suppose. But they don't. You know, I don't see. I don't see them. Uh, they don't come around and talk to me, and that's just fine. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, okay. Uh, so, well, did you have any other specifics on the driver's license thing you wanted to go into? No, no, just 
Just that well, when I got one, it was still titled on the face of the, of the it was a chauffeur's license, uh-huh. and and I just thought that was a quaint term, but uh, didn't realize that there was a reason for it, and that was that you couldn't you couldn't require a driver's license except that it was an occupation under their way of thinking. Uh, and then they turned the word driver into and uh, so now when they say driving or driver they mean that's in, a commercial activity in essence they're saying the same thing chauffeur driver same thing yeah exactly and but they they've done it in the back rooms they've changed the hmm. definitions imagine, of the words imagine that <laughs> yeah who would have thunk it yeah <laughs> They would do something like that. Yeah, I know. But everything in government, everything in government is slimy. Is done by sleight of hand. It's done behind closed doors. It's a conspiracy against the free citizenry. Well, you're clipping again. Obviously, somebody's urinated in Harvey's Cheerios this morning. Um, So, Harvey, you back yet? You're clipping out and dropping out. Okay, I got a back. question for Harvey. Here's a question for Harvey. I think that's Samuel. Isn't that you, Samuel? Yeah, yeah. Um, hi. Hi. Morning. Uh, I wondered if Harvey could. Uh, uh, what's more bioavailable zinc? Is it glu- gluconate or sulfate? Harvey, did you get that? <whistles> Harvey. I, he's, he must be in his dropout period over there, Samuel. When he gets back, we'll, we'll yank his chain. Harvey, are you there? Right, see, I, see, I got no explanation for this stuff. So, okay. I got yeah. a, a, little, a little info on natokinase as well. Okay, you got a little something on natokinase, you said? Yeah. Uh, a really good friend of mine, lady, and she used to be a neighbor for the longest time. She worked for uh, all the little mom and pop stores. She used to go out and sell them the vitamins and girls and stuff like that. And one of her favorite brands is called Source Naturals. I believe that was the first piece of my own. You're clipping pretty bad, too, Samuel. What was the name of the brand? her favorite brand? Source uh, well, you're still clipping. Source something is what I got. Yeah, you're a little funky. You're a little funked out there today. Are you, uh, you, can you move? Do you have a router you're closer to? You just sucking off the air, signal in the air there. Yeah, I'm the air man. Yeah, that's kind of, it's kind of funky today. It's almost unintelligible. Just give it a second. We'll see if it hold. Give it a second because you were real clear at first, and it's degraded. So maybe it'll come back here in a second. What what were you going to try and say? It's real funky, man. I can't. I can't even interpret what you're saying. So let's give it a second, or maybe get off and call back in. Might be another. Are you direct on the Jitsi? Or are you using the phone? Uh, call in. 
I'm using... using what? Jitsi. Okay. Well, I don't know. It's something with your signal then. Uh, we'll see if it clears up in a second, Samuel. Does anybody else have anything they wanted to bring forward? Any questions or observations or comments on some of the stuff we've just, uh, we've covered? Does the Department of Interior offer a passport? Oh, the Department of Interior. Isn't that an interesting agency, John? <laughs> why, do you, why do you ask? Let me ask that question. I heard they have one. It's brown and gold. Could be. I don't know. Department of the Interior. Let me ask you a question. What agency has jurisdiction over American Samoa? What agency? Don't know. How about the Department of the Interior? Hmm. That's a logical place to have jurisdiction over American Samoa, isn't it? No sleight of hand there, I'm sure. How do I know? Because when I first learned about the American Samoan angle, somebody sent me an email on what was, they were having a plebiscite. Now, that's a particular legal word, plebiscite. It's spelled just like it sounds. And you could probably put American Samoa in quotes and plebiscite in quotes and come up with this article. But it was the first time that the American Samoans were getting real uppity about wanting all the goodies. And you see, they've got a real big problem is they're not birthright citizens. That's why they're non-citizen nationals, okay? Because they can't be birthright citizens, and they're not at birth. They have to naturalize to get the goodies, okay? And so they were a little bit agitated and put a suit in that went all the way to the Supreme Court to try and get this changed. There's another one that's more recent. The same thing has happened. As I predicted when the guy filed it, I said, this case will never go anywhere. It got ruled in favor of the American Samoans at the district court letter level in uh, Salt Lake City. Immediately, two amicus curie briefs were submitted after that decision was finalized and announced. One of them was from the federal government. The other was from American Samoa. And they got it overturned at the Tenth Circuit at the appellate level. This first one that comes from this plebiscite word where I found out about all this stuff uh, went all the way to the Supreme Court. It went through the uh, appellate level in D.C., before it was appealed to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court would not hear certiorari, did not grant certiorari on the case, as I predicted back then that they wouldn't. See, they can't hear this case because it overturns and exposes the whole system. That's why it'll never get anywhere. But if you'll go back and put plebiscite and American Samoa, both in quotations in one of your search engines, that's probably going to come up. And in the article, the person that was overseeing the plebiscite was from the Department of the Interior. You know that that's the agency that would have jurisdiction over an island halfway around the world, don't you? Very interesting. Yeah, it is, isn't it? The, in other words, here we go again. You know, it's the table with the green felt on it, with the, with the slimy little guy in the chair behind it, with the three walnut shells going, which one's the pee under? That's what's going on here. 
Yep, like or, or the coconuts on the prices right. Right. And and so they they had that, they set that up 130 20 something years ago to be able to hide this switcheroo in misidentifying the status of the state citizen. And they put that in front of it as additional protection because they had to put the truth in places like the oath and the passport. And they couldn't put I swear under penalty of perjury I'm a citizen of the United States or a state citizen. Okay? Or what however they put it in there, okay? They couldn't put in there. They had to put non citizen national so that somebody that the rare person that was reading that oath and went to thinking about it, well I'm not sure what a non citizen national is, but I know I've been Pavlovianly conditioned to know that I'm a citizen, so I'll answer yes to those questions. So it's a non-citizen, so I know I can't be that. That's what they're trying to accomplish. I just about put everything I own on it. Hey, Roger. Yes. I have a question. Is there a difference between a non-citizen national and a non-citizen U.S. national? No. Okay, they're all the same thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And they take and use that little non-citizen identifier further, furthering their objective, and they attach it and detach it in different situations. I've often given the example, since one of the students that was one of these meticulous readers and wants to follow labels confronted me with this. It was out of IRS publication 519, I remember. And there was a statement in there that said, a national owes complete allegiance. It may have said U.S., I don't remember. Uh, a national owes, because they use that sometimes, and sometimes they just use the term national naked without the U.S. All right. But it said, a national owes complete allegiance to the U.S. I think they right. didn't use U.S. And what, what they did there was it's American Samoans that owe complete allegiance to the U.S. A national owes complete allegiance to a small S state. So intentionally, in that publication, they took off non-citizen in front of the sta- national on that statement. To anybody that was trying to get at the truth, they're going to continue to obfuscate it and confuse you potentially at every turn. That's why you go back and learn the concepts and then you'll know when they're trying to fool you by mislabeling it. Who was that? There was that Don. Was that you that asked that question? Yes. Okay. Because I'm you're you're relatively new, and I'm just getting used to your voice. So, Roger, I find it curious. Ah, that all Samuel. The, now you're loud and clear. Come in, buddy. All the outlying territories, American Samoa, all those guys that are out there, all these different ones that the U.S. has authority over, they're the only one that's unincorporated. That's the only unincorporated territory in the entire federal system. Yep. Okay. Now, I don't know about Swain's Island. In the definition in the United States Code, it says a national is someone born on American Samoa, Swain's Island, which if you really want to go go do a little research, go look up Swain's Island. It's a very interesting little island. Okay, It's like you'd want to go get shipwrecked on there with with uh, uh what was his name gulliver's no not gulliver gilligan with gilligan on that you know so swain's island little idyllic place it's not even close to american samoa i think it's much closer to hawaii but they included it in this grouping so anyone born in american samoa swain's island and the outlying territories 
And, of course, the outlying territories are Idaho, Iowa, Washington, Illinois, Texas, Louisiana, etc. And they took the states and hid them under the label of outlying territories there. These are some slick bastards, okay? Roger, there's a great explanation of this if you go to Wikipedia under the title of, uh, I think it's the wow. original the original state constitu- uh, co- state constitutions. It's explained there, and it explains all the legal terms. You know, you can click on Wikipedia when it's a highlighted word, and you can move into that word and then get the definition, etc. It's it's re- really quite quite well done okay well i mean even even corrupt wikipedia has some truth in it look what they've got listed there under citizenship of the united states and they go into a whole paragraph on state citizenship and they call it a nationality status you know they figure nobody's looking about at that particular issue right so why bother with uh messing with it they thought they had hid this that nobody would ever figure it out and i don't believe if i wouldn't have crossed paths with john benson and glenn ambort 30 years ago nobody ever would have figured it out and of course what brought what john brought to the table here which is gives me the advantages that i've had is that i knew we were dealing with the feudal system and none of these other legal researchers even have that concept and as Glenn said, if you don't know you're dealing with the feudal system, you'll never do anything but shadow box with it. And I totally 100% concur. There are some counties in the, in the south that are unincorporated. Is that true? There are some what? Unincorporated counties in the, in the U.S. Well, I south? think so. I think that's true. But this is the only territory. But they're inside a state, see? Yeah, And this is an, a territory that was set off and unincorporated intentionally for this purpose we're talking about right here. Okay. And they're actual landowners. They own their land down there. Did you know that, John? Outright? Really? Oh, they have a loyal title to their lands. And, in fact, the, the one, of the, one of the reasons they're unincorporated, quote-unquote, is because of our bene, benevolent leaders wanted to preserve their culture they call it the fa f-a-f-a i believe with a hyphen samoan culture fa samoan culture and that is their hereditary ways and mores and one of them is whoever owns the most land has the seats in the legislature and they wanted to preserve that culture. In preserving the culture was the private ownership of land. So there's your alloidial title, and there's their connection back to the same principles that would govern a state citizen. So that's why they're using. That's why they're using them to hide it behind it. Right, right. Slick, slick, slick. Okay. Roger. Oh, yes, is that Lewis? No, no. Del. Oh, hey, Dell. We haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I've been tied up, but uh, uh, the last I, I called, last time I talked, uh, I was sending my uh, my passport and ID back because I wanted my full middle name. So I just got it back, and and they they said that uh, it's not an error, that it's a D. 
So that means I, I forgot to copy my application to see what I wrote. Maybe it's written G instead of George, so maybe I didn't pop it out, but he sent it back saying that I'd have to reapply and pay for the fee, but I'm afraid of doing that because they'll put me through that whole ringer all over again. This is, you know? uh, for the audience, and you don't have a great connection there, Del, so we're missing a little bit on dropouts, but <coughs> you're Egyptian and you were naturalized, and you changed your name. You had a name change, yeah. and that's what this is all about is this name change thing. And you thought you'd found something on the common law side that would alleviate all that, but evidently they're not going to let you, you uh, they're not going to recognize that. Is that what I'm getting out of this? No. No, they did. They put a Dell G. They dropped the John and put just my initial, oh, my okay. middle initial. My affidavit originally says a Dell George, claiming to be a, a U.S. national, and I'm not under the 14th Amendment uh, under citizenship. So what they sent it back, they said a Dell G. It must have been what I wrote down on, on the application. Um, so. I'm thinking the best way to deal with that, instead of reapplying, uh, follow up with another affidavit stating that Adele G is also Adele George and that they are national. Why don't you do that? That seems like the course of least resistance. Yeah. Yeah. So. As we're talking with Don on the tax thing, you know, generally the best way to deal with this, unless you're just a real argumentative SOB is just to do the key course of least resistance. Yeah, absolutely. Especially these days with all the pre other pressures we got on us, you know. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take that name and I'll resubmit another affidavit. Yeah, just do that. I, you you don't even have to do resubmit it with a passport application. Just resubmit it cold with, to the State Department. Yeah, yeah. Right to the U.S. Secretary of State. Yeah, or else maybe drop thirty bucks and do it with a pass with a passport card. I don't know. I'm not going to tell you what to do, but those are your options, I guess. Yeah, I already uh, I already got my passport card. They got to send it back to me already. All right, so. good deal. Yeah, yeah uh, that's that's good, Dell. Well, glad to hear from you. Everything else going all right? Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, thanks, Roger. Okay, well, thank you, Dell. Glad to have you back, man. We hadn't, hadn't yeah, talked to you in a while. Yep. I'm going to try to come on. It's just, I've uh, been so, you know, during the day I'm busy. Yep. You know, yeah. Client. Okay. Is, uh, thank, thank you. All right. Thank you, man. You haven't gotten any uh, problems from your spouse. Your spouse is jabbed, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nothing yet. Okay. She did, she did get sick a little bit, but she looks like she's over it now. Okay. Well, hopefully it doesn't affect her too dramatically. Yeah, I hope not. All right, man. Will you uh, come back and join us anytime? I will. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Right. Great. Good to hear from Bye. you. Uh, who else has got something they want to bring forward? Hey, Roger. I could finish the uh, nanokinase oh, thing. Man, that we're I almost out of time. Okay, go ahead. you got a better connection now. That might wrap up the program today. Yeah, uh, the company that my friend recommends, if you want to look up stuff, etc., get a good source, is called Source Naturals. It was started by a, a, a Jewish guy who wanted to do a high-quality product. Um, and when you, if you if you uh, do a search on Nanokinase Source Naturals, uh, their product is is trademark S N S K dash uh, S D 
TM, and, and that is from the Japanese Bioscience Lab Company, LTD. And uh, but it is an expensive product. A uh, hundred milligram tablet, a bottle of sixty is fifty five dollars, and they recommend three a day. Yikes! Yeah, um, but it's a, a, a systemic enzyme, and uh, if you go to that site, they actually have a PDF on advanced information. But uh, just in general, when I don't know who to go for, like. I get seropeptase for um, anti-inflammation, and I generally buy their product, <clears throat> Stars Naturals, for that as well. And it's a it's it's always been a great product, okay. and at a, that that one's at a really good price compared to uh, the original uh, guy who came out with it, that little Brit that used to be on um, um, Joyce all the time. Uh, Joyce's show, yeah, with the, with that PowerPoint apparatus, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember his name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Source Naturals was the sourcenaturals.com. Is that the website? Yeah, something like that. You okay. know, if, you, if, if, if you're searching for a, uh, you know, supplement, you're not going to get anybody but them. So. Okay. All right. Well, we, we got, okay. We'll put that in your memory bank if you're interested in that. Source Naturals. Thank you, Samuel. Anybody else got anything to bring forward here as we get to the end? The end of my favorite two hours of the day with you good folks? Did did Harvey ever answer my question on the uh, zinc? I don't know. Harvey, are you available? <whistles> nope. Doesn't sound like yep. it. Yep. Oh, there he yep. is. What he, uh, Samuel had a question for a chemist-oriented kind of guy like you on zinc. Okay. Um, Gluconate or sulfate? I I would say gluconate. Really? Yeah. Because I I went with sulfate. I got both, but uh, Dr. Zev is putting sulfate in his little concoction. Oh, is he? Yeah. Well, both of them are bioavailable. You know, the sulfur is a wonderful thing. But I haven't done any research on it, so I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't uh, put out a great deal of, I mean, put a, put a lot of uh, faith in this. Uh, I, just, I just like to see the gluconate, is a sugar so it's zinc hooked to a sugar sugars are very well accepted by the body but there are certain things like magnesium if you want to you know magnesium you can take in about it seems like a hundred different forms but if you want to get the magnesium to the brain then you want to take uh, magnesium threonate, T-H-R-E-O-N-A-T-E, threonate. Um, but if you just, you know, there are all these other magnesium compounds that will be absorbed, but they just won't cross the blood-brain barrier readily. So it depends on what you're trying to do with it. And so I'd, I'd have to do some reading 
which I don't really have time to do right now. Harvey, would um, it be a mistake to take both together, glutenate no. and sulfate? No. I was okay. going to lightheartedly suggest that. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, okay. Cool. And, hey, uh, and, I, I had read that the zinc picolinate uh, was a, a stronger bonder to the body. Do you know anything about that, Harvey? The picolinate? Harv, did you get that? He might not have got it. Scott, was that you? You're supposed to get your passport today. Well, it's supposed to come in this afternoon, so i I got to get the confirmation call or email because I'm not going to go three hours and it not be there. I guess not. So. <laughs> That's three hours yeah. each way, right? Yes, sir. Oh, yuck. Okay. Nintendo. Yes, yes. And that's that's driving. That's not by bus. If yeah, you right. By bus, it's four hours. Oh, way, how so. much fun can a poor boy have? Oh, <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> but, Har- uh, Harvey, did you get this question on picolinate? Did you hear Scott's question or not? No, I got cut off just just as he yeah. said that. What do you, I, I had read that the uh, zinc picolinate was a, a stronger bonding uh, zinc. Do you know anything about the picolinate? No, not not uh, as far as zinc is concerned. You're talking about P-I-C-O-L-I-N-A-T-E, picolinate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I just have to study the matter, and I just, man, I just don't have time to... Right. Well, just 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 one of the health sites that I had been on, you know, and I I didn't even know there were varieties of zinc, and then all of a sudden they're talking about all these different varieties, and uh, people yeah. were commenting which one was the, you know, the best of of all of them, and uh, most of the a lot of the people had said that the picolinate bonded better to the to the cell. Okay. Uh, okay. I was talking to an MD one time on on a bus tour, and he was saying that orotate. Yeah, another sugar. Orotate is another popular combination for a lot of things. Yep. Uh, On the lithium. I take take lithium orotate every morning. Yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, We're about to get knocked off here, guys, and Jim Ram is next. We're going to get disconnected from the server in just a second. So if it's important and you want to pick up the picolinate discussion we can do it tomorrow where we got a little more wiggle room on talking about it otherwise than that we're about finished for the day we are finished because i just got knocked off the server and i'll bet you uh, 